I am excited to worship God today. Do you know why? Because my God is greater. My God is better. My God can do more. You know what? I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share this because God deserves to get the glory. Uh, we just got a call, my husband and I. Uh, we opened our own business a couple of months ago. Some of you know that. And um, he he repairs Apple products. And we just got a call about half an hour ago that somebody broke into our shop last night. And he went over there. And I just talked to him right before we came out here. And he told me that they broke the glass they took something right by the door and then they left and they, they didn't touch anything else inside that whole entire place and I just had to stop and go you know why because my God that they didn't know what they were messing with and when they tried to come against my God when they tried to open that door and something hit them I pray the power of God that we just prayed all over that place just hit them and I prayed through that, that those people would come into a place where they would know that feeling, that they would know that there is something greater for their life. I want to take this opportunity to give God glory for that today. Amen. Do you have something like that in your life where you can give God glory? Even just the small things, man. Even just the smallest things that God has control of, that God can take care of. He would just lay it at his feet. He would just say, you know what, God? You're greater and I trust you. There is no one like our God. Nothing in this world can satisfy you. Nothing in this world can even come close to filling that hole inside of you that you're looking for today. I pray that as we worship, that you would just surrender, surrender your heart to him today. Even if you're just taking a step forward by closing your eyes and allowing the presence of God to work on your heart, even if it's just lifting your hands, if that's the next step for you today, I pray that in, the, in God's presence right now, that he would overtake you with his goodness, that there was nothing else that you can say, but God, you are good. Amen. Sing this together today. As you give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. right church let's worship him today let's lift it up it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to
besides what the doctor says. One more time, we're gonna lift it up. Cause it's your breath. Come on, fill this place with His praise today. So we pour out our praise. Come on, one more time, a little louder. It's your breath. It's your breath. In our lungs, pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Great are you, Lord. Come on, church, just join in with me. Sometimes you got to say it. You got to say it. Go above yourself. Give God his worship that he deserves, not because we feel it. Oh, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. There's no one like you, no one like you, God. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Just give him praise. You guys can be seated. Man, greet the person next to you. Tell them hello. Tell them I really like your hair. Like you, you have the nicest haircut ever. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, grab a seat. My name is John. Welcome to this place. If you're new here, so glad that you are here. Uh, to Hill City Church. Hill City Church is not just a, it's not a location. We believe it's just the people. The people make what this place, otherwise we're in a beautiful cafetorium, uh, cafeteria with a stage. But when we come together as a family, we believe this is what we're doing. We're doing church. We're doing uh, God's people coming together, and I'm so excited for that. Um, if, um, if I want Mark to come up, we are doing something called Growth Track. And Growth Track is uh, something we do. If you want to take your next step here at Hill City Church, we have one avenue, one path. If you want to grow in your, in your relationship with God and you're wondering what the next step is, it's, we call it Growth Track. If you want to get involved here at Hill City Church, and uh, what we have is one next step, and it's called Growth Track. And I want you to give a hand to Mark here. Morning. Are you guys glad to be here? Awesome. I won't take long because I know Megan's got a lot to say. Um, but as John was saying, like, this is the place where we want to call this, um, this group of people that we come here every Sunday with family. Um, so it's really important that we um, go through growth track. It's how we get connected. It's how we get into to places where we can serve and use our gifts and our talents. Um, and so it's really important that um, you come alongside us. I mean, if this is what you call home, join with us in the vision that John has for uh, the city of Thornton. Uh, it's really... Um, keep saying it's really important because it is. Um, so I'm going to bring up all the people who have gone through growth track this time. We're going to celebrate them uh, because they've committed to the four weeks. They're kind of joining in with us uh, into the next step. So um, I'm just going to 
Do you want to hand these to them as I call them? All right, so we've got Taylor Morning. Come on up, Taylor. And Jeremiah Davis. <coughs> He's coming up right there. Yeah, stay upstairs. Stay up, stay up here, not upstairs. Stay upstairs, stay up here. Who's next? Uh, Naomi Sadler and Jeff Sadler. Are they? Awesome. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. How about this? I'll do this. And Kurt Weber. You're not a good man. Sarah Cervantes, is she here? Sarah and Richard, I don't know if they're here yet. All right, and then we've got uh, Jeff Bowen and Gianna Ge uh, Geyser. Woo! All right, I did, recovered. Awesome, so, um, and then Richard and Sarah are also part of the, the group that went through Growth Track this last time. I'm just really proud of you guys for uh, taking the next step, committing, um, and looking to get involved and serve with us. Um, so we're just gonna pray for you guys, and then we'll hand it over. More than anything, uh, I thank you guys for taking a step of uh, wanting to get involved and being a part of uh, this church. The biggest thing is we wanted you guys to catch like our heart, you know, and, and share story. I think it's so important. We believe, uh, we believe around here that we're, we, we have a story and we're part of a way bigger story than ours. And it, it, it only makes sense when we put our lives in the bigger story that, uh, that God, you know, he's the creator and, and that he made, uh, he created us not just so that we would just be here but that we have purpose in our story and it's crazy i i say around here it's crazy that we're even alive we're a one out of i don't know like a, a lot you know a chance that you are you and and that we get to be here and i just want to i just want to thank you for taking this next step but I, I, I and when you're taking this next step i i hope that you have like just a crowd of people behind you as family and people that you can lean into and that you can feel that you can lean into as well and we just love your your family and we just love you guys and uh, and we're gonna just have a couple of the leaders just come up and put their hands on you and pray for you and uh, then we are gonna pray for you guys so if Candace if you want to come up and Julie if you want to come up and we're gonna just pray I'm gonna pray for you guys Let's pray together. If you guys can reach out your hands as well. These people are just committing to just serving with us and, uh, and uh, to grow with us here. But Heavenly Father, we just pray today and we just thank you. We thank you and we honor you. More than anything, God, it's the breath. You have given us life and you have given us breath. And we, we take everything that you've given to us and I believe it, you have given it to us so that we can create a beautiful something with our life and say it back to you, Lord God. Of, and that's what worship is, is giving back to you what you've already given us, God. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, be on the hearts of these people, Lord God, and wherever you want to take them. I believe, Lord God, there's no happenstance. There's no uh, any of that, Lord God. We believe they're here on purpose and we don't know why we have you have us in certain places but i pray we take it by the horns lord god and we just trust you lord god we pray your holy spirit just fill this group of uh growth track lord god and you we honor you with their lives we thank you in jesus name we pray let there be a great purpose lord god to change our city which is not just evangelism of talking about jesus but living out 
Lord, what you have called us to do, to beautify, Lord, what we're doing in Thornton, Lord, to make our families beautiful like Christ, to make our workplaces more beautiful, to make our city more beautiful. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a win for us, Lord God. It's a win for everyone, Lord God. We believe that's the story that we're in, and that's the purpose that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Give these guys a hand. Thank you, guys. Um, just to let you guys know, the next uh, growth track sign-up will be in January. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm going I'm to talk real quick um, about, we, we have a couple things coming up this, uh, this January, and I have to tell you now because we're going in January. At the end of January, we're going to the LA Dream Center. The LA Dream Center is something you might have seen on TV or something. Uh, it's in LA, obviously, and it, it's, it's an organization that reaches out from uh, Skid Row to the homeless to those who are... Uh, trying to uh, rehab off the street. Also, um, uh, women who are getting out of sex trafficking, they have a place for that. Families who are homeless, they bring them in and give them a, a place of shelter for a year. And what we're gonna do, we're gonna go there and just serve. We're gonna be part of the serve team. And, and it's so interesting. When you when we go to do something for our benefit, we always figure out, oh, uh, I didn't like this, that, and the other thing. But when we go there and say, I'm here for these guys, and I don't care what happens, I'm here to get my hands dirty. And, and I, I pray that you you come with me to get your hands dirty and just to serve with all our hearts and uh, we, uh, Trent is gonna help me lead this and I just hope that uh, we're gonna give out some information next week and be a part of it pray to God and ask if you need to be a part of this and then then after you get that answer just go like go you don't need to keep on asking like how how it makes you feel sometimes you know there's good things to be done do good things that's that's how we roll right don't don't ask yourself so many questions we'll we talk ourselves out of so many things if this is something that is on your heart to serve in this way then uh, go with us and i believe it will strengthen how we uh, how we serve here in in the city of thornton and in, in the roundabout denver all right, and also, also we're continuing with foster care. I know you saw the video last week about foster care. We are making uh, bags for those who are in the foster care system. Those and uh, Sienna has this right here, and if uh, she's gonna, uh, she, she and a couple other kids, they are just raising money, and, and I believe it's twenty-five dollars. Is it twenty-five or thirty-five? Twenty-five dollars per bag. Yep, per bag. Here, oh, there we go. Good move. I swear I didn't tell him to do that. Yeah. But I'm sorry that my uh, six-year-old son is giving to this. No pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure there. But it's a, we're providing bags. I don't know if you ever grew up in the foster system, and I have. I have grown up in the foster system when I was a kid, and and we didn't even have a bag. I think they just took us out because of an emergency, like a, like it was the emergency takeout. We didn't even have a bag. They gave us a, someone else's clothes. That's what we wore, right? And we wore other people's things, other people's clothes, and other people's beds. And so uh, what we're doing, we're personalizing these things. That they, we're, they have a teddy bear. They have a bag that, we're, that our kids are going to decorate, write notes. And they're going to have things that they own moving forward to wherever they go. Because we know it's already tough, but we want them to have something that's theirs. Amen? All right, so give to this. Uh, Christians say amen when, we, when they don't know what to say. Amen? All right? All right that's all right. All right. That's cool. And uh, the guys are going to come forward, and we're going to take our offering. And, and, and this is just like anything else. This organization runs by your giving. So if this place has been life-giving to you, if this place is life-giving to your children and a place you want to put your roots down and you want to vision with us and go forward with us, then give. 
then give. I, I believe this place is life-changing. It's changed my life, and that's why I'm here, and I'm just excited for 2018 so much. I can't wait to, uh, to tell you all the things we're doing. First of all, we're doing the Dream Center thing, but that's, we're doing far more than that. But we want to be a, a people that make a difference in our world. We don't want to go out with our life and say, we got a nice home, we got a nice car, and then what, man? Then what? Life is so much more than that, and we believe that. And as a church, we're going to make a change within ourselves, in our family, in our work place and into our cities we're gonna move in that direction we believe we can make this world beautiful it's not just going to the dump we are a part of the restoration and that's what we're doing here and if you want to join with us in that vision please give and we're gonna move that forward amen all right let's pray let's pray Micah you want to pray for the offering yeah he's gonna do it he's he rocks at praying Give him a hand. Ooh, that was good. That was good, right? At this time, I'm going to invite uh, my friend, uh, Megan Frank. You want to come up here? I just, I just, give her a hand. I, uh, this is crazy, but the Franks, uh, the, the Franks and, uh, and the O's, actually, we, I almost knocked that out. We've been doing ministry together for over a decade, which is kind of a crazy thought. And uh, we weren't even friends when we started. <laughs> we were put together by, uh, we weren't enemies, right? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but we were young. Paul used to have long locks down to his shoulders. It was interesting. We told him to cut it. Uh, but uh, it was just, uh, we've been doing, God has placed us together for so long. And I'm just so grateful. They're some of the closest friends that we have. We call, we consider them family in our lives. And I'm just so grateful for uh, Megan and Paul. And she's going to speak to you. And she has the heart of this church. She leads the children's ministry. And she's a wonderful leader. And she cares so much. So if you guys want to give a loud hand and cheer for Megan. Give her what she deserves. With a theme. And we have a memory verse. Because it's important to know God's word, right? Amen. I've hidden thy word in my heart so I might not sin against thee. Right? Does everybody know that? All right. So let's say it. John's, or not John. Luke. Luke 1610. You guys ready? Woo! Those who can be trusted with little can also be trusted with much. Awesome. All right, guys, stay up here. Let's all stand. We're going to kick this off Hill City Kids style with a YouTube video. Are you guys ready to jump? Because we jump. So if I have other kids in here that are ready to be excited and help us lead, you can come up and join us. Anybody? Want to, Corbin, you want to come jump with us, buddy? All right, let's do this. You guys ready? You got to jump. You got to smile. 
We're ready, Mandy. AT&T lady. Hi, thank you for calling AT&T. Oh, man. See, guys, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be.
but I can still do this. All right, so another fun thing we do at Hill City Kids, I'm going to have everyone come up. If you brought your Bible today, would you lift your hand? If you have your Bible, we give prizes for bringing your Bible. So run around and give them prizes. Put your hand up if you brought your Bible. You get a sucker. I, it doesn't count. The, the phone doesn't count. Kids, most kids don't have their own phone. If they do bring it for that purpose, I would definitely give them a prize. But I'm guessing it's not their own. So every Sunday, I'm, well, three Sundays out of the month, I'm in the gym and I preach a message. Um, and I have a really awesome audience who's very gracious and loving. So I hope you guys can be that way today too. Um, so today my, my message is titled Potential in the Ordinary. So I have this a crayon, right? It's pretty ordinary. But there is so much potential in this little crayon to create something beautiful, right? For example, sorry guys, this age. I was trying to be Britney Spears for Halloween, but it's not going to happen. So, so this crayon has potential, right, to be beautiful, to do something. Here, my daughter did this. I think most of us would prefer marker, right? Like, I want the fancy one with the, the wide tip and the thin tip, and so I can do these awesome things. But even a crayon has potential. Look at this. This was a white piece of paper. Isn't it pretty? Pink on one side, teal on the other. Oh, gosh. So awesome. So I have a couple other pictures of what a crayon could do. Have you ever seen crayon? crayon sculptures? I've never seen that. That's cool. You can melt a crayon and make a beautiful portrait. So there's potential. And I think we as Christians sometimes, we tend to hold on to this notion that God has this huge plan for our life. But we're not doing it. We're like, my life's pretty ordinary. I don't know. I really thought... I was going to do something awesome with my life. But I want to challenge us today to consider the potential and the ordinary, the routine, day-to-day things. And maybe in those moments, those are the things that actually count. So today we're going to talk about the potential in children, all of our friends who are so awesome. They're all my BFFs. And the potential in us, the church, Hill City Church, and also our potential as parents. I recently read a devotional about David and Goliath. It is found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. You can read it at home with your family. That would be awesome. I'm going to paraphrase, though, to save a little bit of time. So, still trying to catch my breath, guys. Whew, the cardiovascular workout. It was good. Um, so, God's people, the Israelites, are fighting against the Philistines. Have you guys heard this? A lot of people probably know this story. Everyone knows it. Uh, this happened multiple times in the Old Testament. Who knows where the Old Testament is, guys? The beginning, right? The first half of the Bible. So in the Old Testament, they were fighting the Philistines and the Israelites. The Israelites are God's people. The Philistines appointed a giant, right, to, to fight against the Israelites. Do you know his name? Goliath, exactly. So God's army, the Israelites, they were ready to fight. They had armor. They had their big weapons. They looked the part, right? They were all dressed and ready to go. And every day they did a battle cry twice a day for 40 days. 
and every day they were too scared. That giant is too big. And so they backed down every day in fear. So long story short, a kid came and brought his brother some lunch. You guys know the kid's name? David, an ordinary boy, ordinary but brave. He offered to take out the giant, just like he had taken out lions and bears trying to attack his flock because he was a shepherd. So he had literally killed lions and bears himself. So they tried to dress David in the armor. They gave him the weapons, but he resisted because it was too hard. He wasn't used to carrying all this armor and these weapons, but he knew he could use a slingshot and five river rocks. David just believed that with God, he could defeat the giant, and he did, right? There was great potential in this ordinary kid. So here's a little thought. The Israelites looked the part without the heart. It's a good little rhyme. So you're going to hear this throughout my message. They looked the part without the heart. They were dressed for battle, ready to go, this awesome armor, their big weapons, but they didn't act on their potential because it took heart to act, right? So they looked the part without the heart. And David wasn't some great superhero warrior. He just had a heart for God. And he was available in these ordinary moments with ordinary people. So I want us to consider how we can have the heart and not just look the part. So who are the people in our ordinary lives, right? We all live pretty normal day in and day out, every, everyday lives. Who is in our lives week in and week out? The ordinary people. So I want us to consider the messiest, the dirtiest, the most awkward, the loudest, the silliest, right? It's the kids. The kids in our lives who are just learning about this whole life thing, right? And it's ordinary. But sometimes we look past the children in the room. We're like, oh, guys, you're talking. This is important for adults, okay? We look past them, but there is so much potential, kingdom potential, Jesus potential in the children. Um, every child matters to Jesus. Can you guys say kids matter to Jesus? Woo! Awesome. So we're going to look at Matthew 19, 13 through 15. We cheer for God's word. Amen. So then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked him. So he's got his friends, and people are like, here, I just want Jesus to talk to my kid. Oh, no, he's busy. Like, we have bigger things. Why are you here with your kids, right? So in the next verse, Jesus said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. So he didn't dismiss them because they matter to him. They're not junior Christians or junior souls. They're pure and they're important and they matter to God. And there's kingdom potential in them. So if Jesus said they're important to me, they matter to me, then I think they should matter to us as well. You agree? If kids knew Jesus in a real way now and grew up impacting culture and the world around them because they've actually encountered Jesus, 
wouldn't that be amazing? If kids caught it now, and realizing it's not a junior Jesus, but it's actually, they have a real relationship with him now. Imagine how it could be as they grow up. I recently read a book, an inspiring book called Small Matters. And in it, there's a statistic that many of you have heard me share. If you know me, you've probably heard me tell you this because it's so epic. This is such an epic statistic. So here it is. 85% of Christians decided to follow Jesus between the ages of 4 and 14. I'll read it again because it's that significant. 85% of Christians decided to follow Jesus between the ages of 4 and 14. So if you think of your own life, look back. Maybe it was a grandma who shared Jesus with you. Maybe you went to Sunday school. I think it, it's true. I first heard about Jesus at a youth camp, and I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit. So kids are open. They're hungry to learn. They want to be mentored, right? They want to grow and be listened to. They want to make friends, to dream, and they want to find truth and purpose. And if they get it now, if they catch it now, that they matter to Jesus and they find, discover truth and purpose, they will be amazing adults. I want to remind us that children can be fully devoted followers of Jesus, even now. God can use kids even now. Have you ever been kind of brokenhearted and your kid comes up and rubs your back and it's going to be okay, mommy? You know, God, God uses kids. They can be a comforter on the playground where somebody is left out. And they, if they have Jesus working on their hearts, they have something to give, right? So God can use kids even now. This is why we do Hill City Kids, because of this, right? And because of 85% of Christians, we're not just babysitting on Sundays. Even in the nursery, they, are, they have a vision for why they're holding babies every Sunday. So it starts with the babies all the way to the teenagers. So this is why we do it. We don't, we're not just offering a service so you can come. I love that you guys can sit in here and not feel concerned about where your kids are at. Um, but I want you to know that we take it very seriously when we, um, we want to present the truth to your kids every single week and have them be seen, noticed like Jesus. He saw those kids. He wasn't just like, yeah, a quick, I'll just say a quick prayer. Lord, help them. Right? But he, he invited them to come. Don't hinder them. Right? And so if we, if we treat them the way Jesus would. So at Hill City Kids, we want kids. Here we go. We want kids to be seen or noticed. Right? Paid attention to. Loved and presented with the truth every single week. And that's what we're doing. So kids are ready for God. They're eager to hear the truth. Parent, guardian, grandparent or not, there are kids in your life. Right? Look in the room. Here they are. They're so nice. With a show of hands, are you guys ready for this? Who doesn't have it all together? All of us, right? I think all of us. We don't all have it all together. Who would want someone to pour into your life? Somebody who's ahead of you, somebody to encourage you and say, like, it's going to be good. We all want that too, Right? So I want us to see the potential in the ordinary lives that we live. We know the potential in kids, right? But let's look at the potential that we have to make a significant difference in their lives. You would be surprised how little it takes to make a difference in a kid's life. 
Think back on adults from your life when you were a kid. Maybe your mom's friend who really took time to actually ask how you were or who noticed your hair or who your uncle who showed up to your thing when nobody else did, right? It makes a difference. And those are moments that we carry with us throughout our lives. There is actually research that shows kids need adults besides their parents. In order to thrive, kids need adults besides their parents who care about them. And we can be those people. So good. And we're the family of God, right? We call ourselves a family here. Come and be a part of of Hill City Church where we're a family. And that includes the kids. Every single one of them matters. And we should do things the way Jesus would do them. And that's loving and honoring children in our lives. So God wants us to see, or God wants to see adults turn potential into action. Can you guys say potential into action? Thank you. He wants us to pick up our rocks, right? Not just put on the armor and have our big weapons, but every time just just kind of stop. He wants us to pick up our rocks and our slingshots like David. And if David hadn't actually used the rocks, he wouldn't have defeated Goliath. Goliath, right? So, so how can we be amazing adults in kids' lives? I bet you guys have ideas already. Consider talking to your neighbors. The little kids that run onto your lawn, you're like, oh, girl, she is always in my front yard. But notice them. Don't be a weirdo, right? But be nice. Like, hey, how's it going? Good to see you, right? We can be kind and notice them. You could carpool, right? You have people in your car who need to go to the same school, and you can encourage them, be a friend, be a trusted adult. Smile at the kid behind you in line at Walmart. They're there, they're like messing with the stuff, trying to pick out gum, and their mom's like, stop it. But if you turn around and instead of being irritated, you look at them and smile, you got this man, you'll get the gum next time, right? You could be a crossing guard at your grandkids' school. You could attend your niece's concert. That would mean so much to her. I know sometimes, oh, it's a sacrifice, it's snowing. Oh, I just can't do it. But if we could really actually put ourselves out there and invest, it's going to be worth it. Uh, two, two examples come to mind. First is Pam back there. Pam shared a story with me one time about a little boy that lives across the street. And he seeks her attention and her time. He'll come and talk with her. And she went out of her way to let him plant the flowers in her front yard with her. And this might seem like something so ordinary, but I can tell you, that is something he will carry it with him. He'll remember, my neighbor let me plant those flowers with her, right? And she really cared. She was a trusted adult. And I want to talk about Julia, who's such a fun kid person. She lives by a park, and she takes her kids there on a regular basis. And the kids like playing with Julia just as much as they like playing with her. See, her husband's nodding his head because she's fun, and she's trustworthy, and she's amazing. And so they see, if I throw the ball at her, she'll throw it back. Oh, my gosh. So she's an adult who will show up for them and be amazing in their lives. And it it seems ordinary. It seems like something we could do every day. But there's potential in it. So let's look at our church, Hill City Church. You guys ready? Us, our family. There is potential here for us to make a difference. Church can feel like an ordinary part of our week. Like I just go, I get a bagel. 
I sit, listen to, John's good, John, he's really good, and then, then I go home, right, and that's, that's church, but I want us to know you can do great things here. We couldn't have nursery and, and middle school stuff going on if we didn't have amazing adults who could see the potential in it with us and be on our team. And sometimes I, I just want to say, I think we come to church kind of looking for what we're going to get. And that's all good because I do believe this is a place God meets us. He refreshes us. He restores us. We get to meet with him. And, and it's so good. But I also know there is so much fruit and it's so fulfilling when you come to give, not just to receive. So if we look past ourselves and we make coming to church our time to, to love on somebody, today I am going to greet one of the kids, right? I'm going to tell her hi. And if that's your only goal, coming to church, that would be so amazing. That might be epic, right? So sometimes I want us to look past ourselves, and it gives us a sense of purpose and makes church more enjoyable. Every week, just to give you some insight, we have a nursery for kids age 0 to 3, Babies, we have three to four workers in there every week. We have a preschool class for three to five-year-olds who need it changed up every 10 minutes to do something different. And we have amazing people in there. We have in the gym, kindergarten through fifth graders. And then we have a middle school program called Benchmark, and we have high school push. So we have a lot going on, and there are men and women who give of their time and their gifts to make it all possible. We are investing in the 85% of Christians, guys. And I believe it counts. We're planting seeds. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I didn't put it up here, but yes, woo. Um, it talks about planting seeds and watering, and God is the one that makes them grow. But it's up to us to plant the seeds and to water them. If we never planted the seeds, how would there ever be fruit? It may feel small and ordinary, but planting seeds and, waters, and watering them matters so much. I think sometimes we don't dive in because we can be afraid. Like, oh, gosh, I don't really know what to say. I don't really relate to kids well. Or that's a big commitment. I don't know if I could do that every single month to go in there and do something. But I know there's a responsibility in it, but I believe there's, place, there's a place here for everybody. So whether or not you want to preach a sermon in the gym on Sunday mornings, um, there's a place for you. So consider just greeting the children. That could ma really make a difference here. So at the front door, instead of just like, hi, Paul, how are you? Are these your kids? Oh, cool. But actually go and look them in the eye. Hey, I'm really glad you're here today too. What's your name? Do you like the nuggets? Right? It's not that hard. You can look at what they're wearing and determine what they like. It's really easy. <laughs> So let's consider the potential in us as it relates to young people. I would love to see different generations mingling in the foyer. Wouldn't it be beautiful to see my mother-in-law talking with Corbin, a trusted person, right? If you've already, you know their parents trust you. Sometimes people are like, why are you talking to my kid? But if you know it's good with the parents, if it's someone in this room, it's probably safe to greet their child, right? Just to look at them. And say, like, welcome. I'm glad you're here, too. Because it matters. Um, so here's the thing. I want to do this. Let's take out our slingshots 
and take action. So imagine the day in the life of a church kid. So pretend you're, you're eight years old coming to Hill City Kids. What if church could be the highlight of their week? I think that that's a goal for us. What if church could be the highlight of their week? So here it is. Mandy, do you want to put up a couple of those pictures? Here we go. These are our friends back there. Okay, so kids come in. Let's be Christians who don't just look the part, but we really have the heart. So a family walks in the front door, and they're greeted with a smile and maybe a little pat on the back. Like, hi, Delaney. How you doing? Do you have a good week? Do you need help getting a bagel? Right? We can actually take them, greet them, and then instead of just rolling our eyes that there's like 10 kids by the bagel table, go over there and be like, do you guys need help? Anybody? I can bake. Don't lick the fork or don't lick the knife, right? It would, it matters to them. Like, oh, she was the lady that helped me with the bagels. That was so cool. So while their parents are going and checking them in, they could get a bagel and you could help them. And then they go into, so I'm talking about an eight-year-old. They're going to go into the small gym and be greeted by an amazing small group leader at their table. So we have three small groups that are taking place in the gym. And they do an activity to kind of prep the lesson and connect. That's our time to have a caring, amazing adult connecting with them. And then we go into a time of large group, and they come and sit down, and you wouldn't believe how captivated they are. They listen, and they sing, and participate. They learn memory verses. We have a message. We have a cool video, and it's awesome. And then we have time for them to look at their hearts at the end, because I think it's important for them to hear about Jesus every single week. So then they go back to their small groups and finish there, and then that's it, right? Their parents come and pick them up. So that's where the potential in parenting comes in. So we've talked about the potential in the children. We've talked about the, our potential as the church. And now I want to talk about our potential in parenting. I just want to briefly hit on this because I feel like sometimes we need some tangible, practical things that we can do with our kids. Um, and this could be for parents, guardians, grandparents, um, or any loving adult. For the rest of the week, our kids are inundated with a culture that really doesn't point them to Jesus. So they need adults at home who will intentionally help them encounter Jesus and invite him into their lives. We need to help solidify the concrete of faith ooh, in their foundation, right? This foundation, before they're 14 years old, we need to help solidify the concrete of faith in their foundation so that they're ready to walk out their life for Jesus. Your child's experience here with us on Sunday is just two hours out of their 89 waking hours. So we really can't disciple your children the way that you can, right? We, we will present them the truth. We'll give them Jesus. But I want to encourage us as parents to be discipling and investing in your kids' faith throughout the week. It doesn't have to be perfect. Ah, I lead a children's ministry, and I, I just put my kids in Awana this year and realized they do not know any scripture. And Awana, every single week, they have to learn a new scripture. It's awesome. So that my kids are finally learning their Bible. Wow. Right? And I'm, So I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be perfect. I do not do a mini devotional with my kids every day at breakfast. But... So it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be consistent, but there's potential, right, in it. 
There's potential in our ordinary days for a family to, to grow as a family and for God to reach your children's heart. Let's make the most of our, our ordinary days and impact our kids. Let's use their trials and bad decisions as opportunities to point them to Jesus. So when your kid comes home, oh, I really blew it today at school. I tripped a kid on the playground. I was really frustrated. And you can use that as a moment to point them to Jesus. Like, you, you messed up, babe. I can't change it. You can't change it. But God can forgive you, right? And you pull out all your memory verses and share them with your kid. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So why don't you spend 10 minutes in your room? Let's put on a worship song. And you just talk to God about it. And he can help you. I, as your mom, I can't make this better. But I serve a God who can, who will meet with you as a kid. Not just with me in my closet, but also with my children in their realm. Right? When they're going through things. So we got to learn. We have to remember that our kids are just learning about who God is and how to trust him. They don't even know all the basics. Right? They don't, my kids didn't even know John 3.16. Oh, man. Who knows John 3.16? For God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only son? We all know it now. But they're just learning about who he is, and this is our opportunity to help them. Uh, Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. That's our opportunity as parents. So real quick, a few things you can do at home. Two things we do here at Hill City Kids is we have a Facebook page. You can like our Facebook page. Can you put that next slide up? There you go. Hill City Kids, and we have that cute little robot. So go and like our page, and on there we'll put the memory verse for the month. We'll give you ideas of things you can do. Talk about at dinner tonight, whatever our message was on Sunday, we can give them some tips. So that's something you can do. Also, every month we have these papers, which look kind of boring, but what is on here is our unit for the month, what's going on every single week, our memory verse, and then on the back, some things you can do. One's called drive time, meal time, bedtime. So these are some ideas of things you can do at home with your children. So another few ideas, put on worship music and just let it unfold. If you go there, your kids will go there too. If you make it fun, let's start with Hillsong Young and Free so everybody is jumping, woo! And then all of a sudden a slow song comes on and you're just, oh man. And the kids will enjoy that and they will receive something from that and they will learn how to worship by watching you worship. Teach them to pray. And, and this too is by watching you pray. So when, when you're driving somewhere and you're not sure how it's going to go and you're just like, oh God, Lord be with me, help me out. Like, what mom? What are you saying? Oh, she's praying. You know, but they're, they're hearing you, they're watching you. When you hear devastating news and you fall on your face to pray for your friend's health or your grandma who just fell, kids, let's pray. Oh, Lord, be with her, right? And you pull them together, and that's how they're going to learn to pray is by watching you and by having you help them carve out that time. Like, I know you feel really sad right now, and the only one who can help you is God. And help them, point them, point them to him. Get your Bibles out on Saturday at breakfast. Get out your Bible. If they see that you're reading it, you care, you could read 1 Samuel chapter 17 about David and Goliath. And then just 
It doesn't have to be this huge, drawn-out thing, but just that they see that God's word matters to you. There are kids' devotionals that you can read together. If you go on Amazon, there's probably like 25 good ones. If you want to talk to me about that, I can give you a couple ideas. Um, take your kids to Christian concerts. Wow. Kids love cool music, right? And they're going to find it somewhere. So I encourage you to find a Christian artist that you think is cool and play that music and then take them to the concert. Splurge. Make that their Christmas gift or something. Make it a thing. Send them to camp. Ooh, camp is so awesome. You have to save up for that one too, right? But it's, it's an investment, I promise you. Sending your child to camp is an investment. So maybe today, on your way home, start by telling your child about how you met Jesus and how he changed your life. My kids love to hear about the girl I was before I met Jesus. I was a cusser, right, guys? All the Hill City kids know, once I was a cusser, but Jesus set me free. Um, so... <laughs> I was 14 years old when I was invited to a youth camp by a friend from school. I had never been to camp, and I thought that sounded so fun. Wow, I've never been to camp, right? Um, I had never been to church or camp. My parents were divorced, and I really carried a heavy weight. My mom looked to me as like a friend when I was nine years old. She was going through this divorce, so I, I carried that weight of her going through this divorce. I was not happy girl. I was apathetic. People would hug me. Love you too. I was hard-hearted and I was sad and I cussed like a sailor. We all did, my whole family. So the very first night of camp, I heard a very simple message about Jesus that he gave his life for me and that I could be saved. And, man, I needed a Savior. And I see kids that grow up in church, and sometimes they don't even appreciate what they have. But my life has changed. Jesus changed me in a heartbeat. He changed everything. I went home different. My mom said, what did you do with my daughter? You're smiling. You're, you're happy. He gave me a piece and took away. I, I don't cuss anymore. Now I've, I've reintroduced it in my 30s. But <clears throat> I went for a while <laughs> without saying anything. It's mostly I'm just repeating other people. I don't really use it. Um, anyway, but I, I really believe God delivered me from that because you think that way. And God took that away. Those thoughts are gone. So he, really, he changed me. In a heartbeat, I'm one of the 85% of Christians that gave their life to Jesus as a child. A friend invited me, and there were adults who cared for me, who led me, who invested in me. My parents weren't believers, so every week I went to church by myself. My mom would drop me off because I was, I was not old enough to drive. My mom would drive me to church and drop me off, and a friend's mom would take me home. My youth pastor's wife invested in me, believing that one day I would invest in others. And my life's changed because of it. There is kingdom potential in the children in our lives, and we need to take action to have the heart 
and not just look the part. Let's unlock this potential. Let's serve. Let's show up in kids' lives. Let's live our lives pointing our own kids to Jesus and others, other kids to Jesus. Let's turn this potential into something real and let our ordinary lives make a lasting impact. Let's pray. God, you're good. And we wanna care about kids the way you do, Jesus. We know they matter to you. We know our lives can make a difference for eternity. And we wanna see kids. We wanna love kids. And we wanna help kids just like you do. So I pray, God, help us to turn our potential, to turn children's potential into action. If you're in this place today and you, you need a savior, you've, you're broken inside, you're hard-hearted, and today you know there's potential in you if you'd surrender to Jesus. If you're in this place and you wanna ask Jesus to come in, if you wanna to surrender to Jesus this morning, would you just slip your hand up and put it back down? Amen. And if you're in this place today and you're, you wanna make a difference, you want God to use you to change your perspective from your own life to others, would you just slip up your hand and make that commitment too? Amen, let's just pray together. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. I know you died for me and you rose again so that I could be free. Use my life, make a difference through me and help me to see the potential you've put in me and in others, amen. God, thank you for this morning, Jesus. Use your church, God. Lord, help us to invest in others so that one day they can invest in someone else. Lord, stir our hearts to take the potential within us, God, and to take action on it, Lord. Use our lives. Lord, let us be amazing adults in the lives of children. Let us be trusted adults who will point our kids to you, God. Thank you, Lord. Use our church for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. Give her a hand. We're going to sing one last time. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. It's your breath. Let's raise our voice in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. One more time. It's your breath. Your breath in our 
right now, Lord God. We don't forget about you on Monday, Lord God. I pray that our faith comes alive on Monday, right now, starting from Sunday, Lord God, that let us know that what we do is going to make a difference for the future, Lord God. Let's see the big story. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Greet the person next to you, and just thank you for being here.